Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Hour number three, Jeremy Kahn, Ed Norris, Ken McCusick joining us from uh, Film Study uh, Baltimore. And Ken, uh, real quick, before we get into all the other stuff, your thoughts. We're in the bye week, just getting here. The record they have, Ravens in a good position. Do you feel good about where they are? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I can tell that that's true is that I hate the bye week. I just, it's a week without football. It's too long to go without a Ravens game for me. But this week, nine and three on top of the AFC, time to heal from some key injuries, including that recent concussion to Matabike, which sometimes you don't come back in one week from that, is, is a really big one. And also, of course, what's going on with Humphrey, possibly getting Stanley a little healthier, maybe even Bowser. Uh, good recharge for the stretch drive. It's going to be a much less stressful day of watching football and seeing if some of these other teams can stumble in the AFC. And this is just a its a great time for a bye week, and they're finally going to harvest the fruits of their long schedule to date. Yeah. I think they were looking smarter and smarter after uh, declining that bye after the London game. Yep. You know, it's just this, this is coming at the perfect time for them. All right, let's get to the negative because that's what we do here. My <laughs> president's not here. Someone's got to do it. So, <laughs> I'll, look, that the defense was lights out. Four takeaways. That's extraordinary right, that you get four takeaways. However, they got nothing out of it. It, it, it it's really bad. Obviously, one is end of half. They had I think they had one downs, one field goal, and one punt coming off the. Yeah, they got three points the, out of them. I yeah. think. Yeah. So uh, yeah, not not what you want. Obviously, uh, there were some good things coming out of this game. I thought the getting the turnovers. Maybe we start on the good side first. That the the Ravens have been having a tough time generating turnovers. They had seven forced fumbles, and only two recovered, which was the worst ratio in the entire National Football League. And they went three for three this last week. Forced three fumbles, got them got them all back. Zone defense should get you more opportunities of that type, more second-man-of-the-ball opportunities. How I like to say it is the defense is all watching the same movie when you're in zone defense. You're all looking, got eyes on the quarterback, you're running downhill, you're running the same ball carrier. We saw Clowney get there first on the Roquan Smith forced fumble, which is a great opportunity. He could have gone, taken him down hard. He kind of left him standing. Roquan Smith peels his arm away, and and the ball comes Mm -hmm. out. So it's nice to see some of those opportunities um, come to fruition. And both those short passes I thought were good second-man-of-the-ball um, uh, punch out opportunities, so uh, that was good. Ken, what did you see? What they were doing to Justin Herbert because he he looked average at best to me, and I know like he's not having the season from a wins and losses standpoint that he wants. But uh, I thought they did a really good job on him and in the run game. Yeah, I, I'm really outstanding. First of all, the, the Ravens' standard defensive um, alignment, where they start in, in a cover two shell, is going to give against the run. It's going to take from the pass, and it's a, it's something the Ravens have accepted now. 
for really the first time in their history. They've always been a run-first stopping team, and you know they would cheat with safeties up to the line of scrimmage, rely on single high, outstanding play from players like Ed Reed in the past. Now, it's, it's not the case. They really want to start in a two-high shell. They rotate out of that in all different directions, but they do um, give you that look, and that makes teams not want to throw deep against you. So Herbert is a guy who likes to push the ball down the field. He wasn't particularly successful in this game. I don't have specific numbers on that. I don't believe in, in this one. Most of his passes were underneath, a lot of them behind the line of scrimmage, and a lot of them within 10 yards, but very little um, beyond that 10-yard mark. So, uh, again, um, you know, just forcing guys not to play deep, to play horizontally. And I think that's been the biggest thing about this year is Kyle Hamilton is probably the best horizontal defender I can ever remember seeing play, and that might be any team. Um, you know, guys who at the line of scrimmage move laterally, make tackles, defeat blocks on their own, um, beat the screen screen game, you know, almost single-handedly. It just his value alone, what he brings to the field, makes this defense I, go. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a safety shed blocks like that. Yeah. He sheds blocks like a linebacker. He's he's long. It's such a big advantage. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it is the guys aren't even there. I mean, he just goes right through them. If, if they try and hold him up, they get a holding flag. So it's uh, it's been great. Yeah. He well, you touch. He's he is my him and Rogue went to toss up. But some of my favorite players in that team. But one of the guys that's really standing out to me is Metabike. Mm-hmm. For, for someone in the interior to have ten sacks, and he looked good in this game as well. This was a game where he created a ton of individual pressure, and that was great. Um, some of it was before three seconds, which well, he had five of those. But he had three more where he chased a guy from the pocket, or he was continuing to chase. Um, what Matabike had done so far this season was be the, the the ace cleanup guy. You know, we got a lot of different first pressure people. Van Noy is kind of a slippery dude, and Clowney, of course, has been had just a ton of first pressures. But Matabike has been the beneficiary of cleaning up a lot of those plays, and and that's been great. And uh, uh, you know, the, the concussion to him potentially very serious injury. Just so lucky to have the bye week right now. Yeah, interesting stuff here as we're talking to Ken McCusick, film study, Baltimore. Um, lots of things about the defense that we could look at. Uh, and it's, I'm glad, you know, it's something we, we talked about last week when I brought it up about how their defense had changed because people were like, man, the running game stunk. And I'm looking at it and I'm saying, I think that's part of the scheme. And, you know, you and I discussed it last week that that's something where you're looking at it. It's the, it's the, it's, it's almost like a, you know, a cover two, you know, you're going to be soft in the middle, but like the Ravens are still good against the run. So it's almost like a, Risk, risk reward thing because if you do things right you're going to limit them on the back end yeah. and then you're going to make teams matriculate and work down the field to try to beat you and that's a very tough thing and when you get into close quarters in the red zone yeah this is a fast team i mean it's they're, they're good so I, I just hope for their sake health is going to be a key factor for them uh moving forward and you talked about some of the pieces they could get back but let's look offensively here before we uh step out um real quick because they flowers the game he had closing it out. Some people saying he should have slid down. Interested in your thought. I had the I had the Chargers plus three, so I would have liked a slide down. But getting a double digit lead, I, I don't. If you get two scores, I don't fault you. If they were up by one point, then yes, you obviously slide there. Yeah, I, I think yeah. yeah it's, I don't want to make more of this than what it is. Yeah. You get into any everybody. There's a Twitter backlash from this whenever you go in the end. But basically, Flowers took a 100 percent win situation when he had the first down. And made it a ninety nine percent win yes. situation by not kneeling, and and that's frustrating. And you as a gambler understand how much that one percent is really worth when you need to be right fifty two point four percent of the time in order just to break even. You don't want to give up one percent very often. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to step out. We'll come back with uh, Ken McCusick here from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. 
get his thoughts on everything that's uh, going on with the Ravens, focus a little bit more on the offense, and just talk about the bye week that's coming up next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I always like this because we get two segments with Ken because if there's anything you missed in the first one, or it's always nice to go long and ask more questions about a game, but we can go so in-depth with this, Ed. Just nice to have a calm personality in studio. <laughs> like me? You mean like someone... You mean oh, instead of Rob? Is that what you I saying? didn't say that. Yeah, okay. You said that technically, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> I asked the question. <laughs> You're on the witness stand here. All right, Ed, start us off. All right, Ken, one of the uh, people I was focused on and was not happy um, was Ronnie Stanley. He just looked like he was being handled. I mean, he just he seemed to, I, may, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. He was missing blocks. I thought Khalil Mack had a big day. Um this, you know, they only sack Lamar three times, but I thought he was creating a lot of havoc. Yeah, so Mac definitely did have a big day. Stanley looking like he's on roller skates pretty much the whole game, uh, getting pushed right back into Lamar time after time. One of the things that's always been great about Ronnie in his career is he's been able to interpose himself largely with the, with the quality of his feet between the pass rusher and Lamar and usually maintain a mirror. But he does it by giving ground. And in these games, in, in the game in particular on Sunday, just gave ground. And he was right on top of Lamar's leg a couple of times. Uh, it was ugly. And, yeah. uh, and he's had a very poor year. I mean, exceptionally poor in terms of how he's graded in my system anyway. Seven missed blocks, five and a half pressures in this game, 15 yards in penalties. Uh, it's been a bad penalty year for Ronnie. So, you know, I think we're coming up to a point. I think there's tremendous pressure for the Ravens to draft an offensive tackle with their first pick this next year. Um, they, they, you know, they have limited draft capital in particular, if you draft towards the end of the first round, that's true. 
Um, but they're going to need to replace both tackles within two years, it appears. And uh, the barriers will be high to, to not bring Ronnie back for 2024, but um, he hasn't played well, and I think you know it's always a possibility that he might retire also. I want to go back to uh, the offense uh, for a second, and, and I guess that would include the offensive line, but what went wrong on Sunday night? Because from all things considered, they were rolling offensively. They looked great. I mean, even against a Browns team dropping 30-some points against one of the best defenses in the league – and then you face the Chargers where I know like they've had their issues. They gotten healthier, but they lost Bosa. What what did you see in that game offensively that led them to having a tight game? Well, they got they got pressured a lot. So for, I think it was forty one percent on the game, fourteen out of thirty four times that they were pressured. Um that really brought the passing game to much shorter, quicker throws because you offset usually a high amount of pressure with a high amount of ball out quick. And you know they they end up all none of nobody had an impressive game for targets and yards. Likely was six for forty. He was probably about the best. Beckham five for thirty four. That's six point eight yards per target. Flowers eight targets for twenty five yards. I mean Flowers had the big run to win the game, but but he also had you know just a, a not particularly good day as a receiver. And and I think that's not Flowers. I think it's really how much time they had to get the ball out and and uh, get him in space. What about the rest? Of the, my concern is the offensive line. What do you think of the interior? Because I, I think Linderbaum is a very good center. I think he was a great draft pick. Um, you got him and Kyle in the same round. Um, what do you think about the rest of them? I mean, Ronnie didn't play well. What about everybody else? Okay, so let's, let's start with Simpson. Simpson had a, had a pretty darn good game run blocking as I scored. It eight out of nine pulls, seven blocks in level two. I'd like to see that mobility from him. He wasn't off balance regularly as he often is. Um, and he had four negative events during the game. One of them was a penetration on a run play, and the other three were, were pass-blocking uh, shares that dragged down his grades. So you got to see in the game. Um, Linderbaum will be uh, – one of the things we got to watch for Linderbaum is that there's no regression as a pass-blocker. He did have three um, pass-blocking events in this game, two-thirds of a quarterback hit and two, two pressures. So that wasn't all that great. Zeitler had an illegally downfield on the pass. He seems to be always on the border of that. Veteran guy, but but that mistake is, is particularly painful because it's a five-yard post-snap penalty that gives the defense an option, so you want to avoid those. He also had a pressure allowed. Uh, he also got to be – he's on a great run, by the way, a really, really great heater right now for Zeitler. Zeitler? Yeah. yeah. Hey, talking to Ken McCusick here, filmstudybaltimore.com here uh, on the Big Bad Morning Show. Um, I want to ask about Mike McDonald because – do you have any concern, and look, this is probably the wrong time to bring it up, but I've been really thinking about it the more and more I've watched this defense. I think I got a lot of guys in this league where it's very easy to note, like Sean McVay and Mike uh, McDaniel down in Miami and what uh, Kyle Shanahan's done with San Francisco, and we can see these forward offensive thinkers. I think we have one of the defensive ones here, and I'm really concerned about somebody trying to scoop him up for a head coaching job. Am I getting ahead of myself with that, or are you seeing some of the same things I'm seeing? I mean, the integrated defense is really remarkable. He certainly will have value, and somebody would probably hire him as a head coach slash defensive coordinator position where he'd be still calling the plays there. I think it's a, I think it's a risk. You know, we don't know everything about this guy, so even seeing him at the podium a couple times, it's not obvious to me that he's a leader of men in the same way. You do hear good things from the players, which is fantastic, but you know, some people just don't fit into that category necessarily. Like like Wink um, Wink might be a, a guy who who wasn't perfect for that. And there was fear we'd lose him for mm-hmm. for years, and um, I, I think you know he's a young guy. He will he will certainly get that opportunity. Um, I, I, you know, we talked before on this show about the possibility of some sort of succession plan where he increases salary such that he's paid like a head coach or close to it. 
and then you you know there's a there's a natural expectation they move into that job in five years or something. But um, I don't know how well that would work. I think you know some of the things Rob had to say about that were particularly poignant with regard to how that changes the power dynamic mm-hmm. in the building. It definitely does, and it's just I, frankly I don't know if that ever works. Um, it's I. From someone who had a top job, was, I was looking for a friend of mine. Bill Bratton went to be, he ran the LAPD, and I was kind of running at my time here. I was like, you know, he went to Los Angeles, and I said, I called, I said, hey, I could run your, your crime program because it's my thing. Uh, he said, Frank, he hey, look, I'd love to have you, but no. He said, you can't go from the top guy to being working with somebody. Um, and they can give you all the money you want. You always want that top job. Yeah, It's, it's not the same, so I, I don't see it happening. Um, but anyway, uh, I guess what about little things like the, the game management, like not challenging plays, challenging plays to look like who, who's doing this? Like who is advising Harbaugh on what to challenge, what not to challenge? So the, the, on the headset loop that they have, right. they have the people who uh, handle game management decisions like that. They look at fourth down, they look at replays, they, they look at various things. Um, they had three challenges that they could have taken in this game. Number one was on the Lamar out of bounds on the sideline, obviously out of bounds on the sideline, a play where he, he got the first down or it looked like he might have gotten the first down. That one they could have challenged because I think it brought up a third and short uh, or maybe it was a fourth and short where Edwards missed it. The, the, the next one was the Aguilar play where it was looked pretty clear that he got the first down, but it was also it only brought up third and one on that play. So it's like a low-value challenge. You don't get a lot of value out of winning that challenge. I don't think people look at those things either, Some the, the low-value ones. I, I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to cha- I don't want to waste an opportunity unless I'm 100% well, certain. Well, that's why they make it a penalty. You know, you lose yeah. time out if you get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money. I mean, it's, it, you said it exactly right. And then the other one, and, and the reason I'm not really upset about this challenge, the backward pass, I think they probably didn't get a great look at it. They probably said that might have been forward, and it was an incredible high leverage play. It's a third and 17. You get turned around, and it, it gets you the football immediately mm-hmm. if they if they um, miss it. So I thought it was a, you know, that's a reasonable play to challenge when you're not sure. So I, I, I like that one as well. So I didn't have any problem with the with the challenges they uh, they made. But the one was the, the first with Lamar on the sideline would have been the one they could have changed. Well, Ken, uh, it is a bye week, but tell everybody where they can find you with some of the breakdowns and what you're going to have. All right, outstanding. Uh, FilmStudyBaltimore.com is the website. If you're looking for the podcast, it's Film Study Baltimore Ravens Talk on any of your major podcast apps. There you go. Make sure you're checking it out. Ken does a fantastic job. Appreciate you stopping by, and we'll be doing it again next week. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about celebrations. Lamar wasn't a fan of Zay Flowers' first celebration. I wasn't either. I no. thought it was kind of weak. But I yeah. uh, want to get your thoughts on celebrations. I'm, I'm more of the Barry Sanders guy, personally. But we will talk about it. That's coming up next right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The first one was horrible. I told him I didn't know what the, I, I didn't know what was going on. So I was just standing there like, all right, come along with it. Yeah, when I seen what happened, I was like, yeah, that was ass. I told him, my fault, my fault. <laughs> but I told him that. I'm like, that was the worst celebration I ever seen. Like, but, you know, he scored, so I'm good. I was still happy. I think it's more about the execution there. That's Lamar Jackson talking about it. Zay Flowers did the bouquet toss. I like the little play on word. Last name's Flowers, little bouquet toss. Those things seem so, like, I wonder how long you practiced it. Because if the other guys ran on it, you know you practiced it at some Obviously. point. And how ridiculous do you look? in the mirror practicing a a bouquet toss or something else. Um, I've said this before, and I'm very boring when it comes to it. I'll tell you if I really like a celebration, but I thought it was funny. Uh, I hated the the Cowboys celebration on Thanksgiving with the um, the Salvation Army thing and hiding the the turkey or whatever. Like That was so damn disrespectful. But I'm not even mad at them. What's disrespectful? They hid something in the Salvation Army thing. They were saving it for a touchdown celebration. Right, which jumps in the thing? Yeah, turkey yeah. leg. Yeah. But they scored a touchdown on an interception return, and they were getting ready to run over there. I was in the fourth quarter, and they said, nah, we're going to get another opportunity. We're going to score again. So they were trying to run the score up to score and do that celebration. Mm-hmm. It was so disrespectful yeah. if you're a Washington fan. Um, but again, their defense is just – they've had one of the, – the, the Washington Commanders have had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL – and still have the worst pass defense in the league. Like it's they're going to be so bad down the stretch, it's going to be ridiculous. Anyway, we're not even here to talk about them. We're here to talk about celebrations. You said you're a little bit more old-fashioned like me too, like we're just I watched the Barry Sanders documentary. It's amazing if you haven't watched it on Prime. What a special talent that guy was, but handling the ball to the ref, uh some of the guys had their own little thing they do like Priest Holmes used to, you know, put that arm out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um we've had uh they did the little finger. He did the finger roll with the football too. Ladanian Tomlinson did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys have their own little thing that they do going into the end zone. Arian Foster would bow. Like I, I understand guys having their own celebration. I just don't like the coming up with something. Coming up with something. Steve Smith and Chad Johnson had the back and forth for a while. The what? Back and forth where they were competing. They, oh. they um they play college ball together. Yeah. In uh, in junior college or, or what was it? Uh, not at Utah. No, not at Utah. I think it was. They were friends in junior college. I think. So they had this. Remember when Steve Smith was doing the jousting thing, mm-hmm. and he had and Chad Ochocinco, whatever. What did I say? Jousting. Jousting. Shut up, Ed. Nobody else could see what I was doing. <laughs> Son of a! I could see it. You, nobody else could see it. Joe didn't even see it. Hell, Joe. Half the time you guys don't talk when I'm playing the air flute to a a guitar or something. Um, but no, in all seriousness, so Santa Monica Community College, they went to college together. So it was like this ongoing thing that I don't know that a lot of people knew about it mm-hmm. where they were competing. So the Hall of Fame jacket, the, all that stuff. Some of it is cool, but some of it's just like you're trying way too hard. Too hard. And how much effort goes into this during a week? Yeah. Maybe she's doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, again, like, are you... So each guy that has their own like specific celebration, whatever it may be. Gronk was just spiked the football. We knew the Gronk spike was coming. I liked yeah. it. 
Yeah. I just don't know that I need you guys to get out and do an Irish dance and, you know. We'll get down and row a boat. We've had all these things. It'd be bowling pins. These have been all, these are all celebrations I've seen. Some of them are okay, though. I like Barry Sanders. The pom-pom one with T.O. is the one that made me laugh the most, and that, I don't know if that was impromptu or if he had it made up before the game that he was going to do it, because T.O. got involved with all those, too, with the get your popcorn ready. Remember when he was mm-hmm. uh, shaking the popcorn over his head? What about you, Who was Joe? that horn with his phone? Yeah. He, cell phone? But again, did he have them in both end zones? You didn't know which end zone you were going to score. No. He must have had phones in both. That's like... And how long were they there? Had they been there three weeks? You know, like, what if you hadn't scored? You know what I, true, like, yeah. I think about all those things, and I'm going, some of it to me just seems too much. Like, when I, this is going to sound stupid. When I played flag football, right, I, I'd watch what guys. What was your celebration? I didn't have one. I handed the ball to the, to, to the ref. <laughs> no, but, like, the guys on my, like, on my team well, a and lot, other teams. I'm sure. Oh, just a, there was a lot of handoffs to the ref for me. Don't well, get it twisted. Yeah, I mean, I was amazing. I've heard about you. You've heard stories. And some of them probably not even just for how good I was. That being said, <laughs> no, like the guys on my team would run and you know how they run and jump into each other after a score. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you think I want to run and jump into anyone with the way my body feels? <laughs> like, No, I'm not running. And they would all laugh at me because I wouldn't jump into them and they would jump up. I'm, right. like, I'm not doing that. I'm not celebrating. And it's flag football, by the way. But Joe, do you like the celebrations? Hold You're on, younger. you take that you take that flag football pretty seriously. I do, but I take my celebrations pretty seriously too. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, I, I'm down with them. I, I thought Zay's was kind of funny. I like the soccer one more. The soccer one was better. Soccer one was better. Um, I, football is such a performative sport that. It doesn't really bother me when people celebrate. But they celebrate everything now. I, I get that. I'm, I, I think the one thing that does annoy the hell out of me is the turnover celebrations where it's like uh, when we were playing the Browns and Lamar threw that pick right before the half and it was obviously miscommunication where like he throws it short, he's supposed to come back. The Browns players ran to the end of the field like like they'd never caught, like intercepted they, a pass before. They got to get their FaceTime, man. Everybody's got to get in there and do it. I, I was laughing this weekend. Um, wow, what was it? It was a college game where a guy, and you guys will understand the play. First and 10, guy catches a pass for nine yards, gets like hit hard, but he caught a nine-yard pass. Yeah. And the guy gets up and starts celebrating. Yeah, It's like, it's second and one. You didn't do your job. It's like, what are you talking about? What about the guys that, that come up with a sack when they're, they're down by 22 points? <laughs> so and they're doing a dance. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> like, by the way, there was an exception to this rule. Somebody bitched about who was the, uh, the offensive lineman. Was it for the Jets that caught a touchdown? It was a bad team and an offensive lineman caught a touchdown. I forgive those. And they were getting their ass whooped. And somebody's like, look at this loser celebrating. I was like, this is the only was, time uh, he's ever going to get to celebrate. Cardinals. Talking the about the guy that did the two short celebration yes, yes. and they were, they were down 38 to 6. That's the one. It was the Cardinals this weekend. Mm-hmm. Offensive lineman catches a touchdown. He's celebrating. And there's some guy on Twitter like, what an a hole. Like, you don't understand, sir. No, the fat guy got a touchdown. We a celebrate thing. those. That's funny. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Let's grab a phone call here. Kevin's in Ellicott City. He wants to talk about celebrations. What's up, Kev? What's up, Jeremy? How y'all doing? Good. I, uh,. I kind of like some of the simple ones, kind of like the gritty, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's kind of individual type things. Um, Can you gritty, Kevin? Like, heck, nobody. I'm too old <laughs> for that. I might pull a hammy or something, man. <laughs> that's, that's for them young dudes. I have to get Ed gritty but, uh, around the, the building today. <laughs> I bet he would be. He'd probably look beautiful, too, man. I, uh... <laughs> 
think it uh, was kind of irritating, but not as cool as he thought it was when the guy tried to mimic Ray against us on his touchdown. Like, those kind of dances I don't like. If yeah. it's unique, genuine, and original, I'm kind of cool with it. But bringing the whole team in is a little weird for me, too. But I got you. Yeah, man. You know, hey, if you score, you deserve to do something. I appreciate it, Kev. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, I don't... I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I just, my preference would be like, if you're going to do something, make it your, your annual touchdown celebration. Whenever you score, you do that. The once a year? No. Well, for not, I'm not talking about for the fat lineman. I'm talking it's about an like, annual. Like, you get what I'm saying. Annual weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. You know what? He's not a beautiful person like Kevin thought. He doesn't deserve those compliments today. I like high-ed better. All right, we got World of Stupid coming up next, and you guys will want to stay tuned because let me tell you about a couple things. i got to figure out which, which way we're going with this. How about a Florida woman that allegedly stabbed her boyfriend in the eye with needles for looking at other women? Actually, accidentally? No. I'll show you the picture of her uh, because she does. She looks like um, the lady from Monsters, Inc., in my opinion. You know that? What's going on, hon? The movie on the counter? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like her. <laughs> We're also going to talk about a woman who is uh, suing Chopped, the restaurant, after she found something interesting in her salad. I'm not going to tell you what was in her salad. I'll let you guess. And then I'm also going to let you guess what's in my butt. We're playing what's in my butt right today. Right now? No, not right now. This is a criminal who was pulled over, arrested, and they found something in his butt, so I want you to guess right. what it is. That's coming up next here on the Big Bad Morning Show. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, let's start off with this Florida woman. She allegedly stabbed her boyfriend in the eye with needles for looking at other women. Uh, the needles apparently had rabies. What? So listen to this. <laughs> A jealous Florida woman has been arrested for allegedly plunging needles intended for her dog's rabies shots into her boyfriend's eye. So, all right, maybe that's the... They're rabies needles, but I don't know if there were any type of <clears throat> medicine in them or any. It, she stabbed the guy in the eyes. Uh, yeah. This woman named Sandra Jimenez. Is it Jimenez, Joe, or Jimenez? Do you want to? Sorry. <laughs> She's 44 from Miami. Her live-in boyfriend of eight years had been uh, in an ongoing argument about the man's wandering eye. Saturday, when things escalated, the unsuspecting man laid down on the couch Jimenez jumped on top of him with two rabies needles that were for their dogs and jabbed them right into his right eyelid. Oh, here's a pic. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a picture of her. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe he's straying from that. <laughs> can't believe those wandering eyes. Wow, man. no. Yeah. Yowza. Man. I. <laughs> Doesn't she. <laughs> Look like the the lady from Monsters Inc. Look at those painted eyebrows, man. Look at that, dude. It's like Paul Castellano with a wig. Yeah. I, so I'll share this story if you guys want to see the picture of her, of course. But look, you get made fun of when you stab somebody in the eyeballs. Oh, then listen, all I, bets are off. Yeah. Sorry, you stab somebody in the eyeballs with rabies needles. 
look, I'm going down to the liquor store. Liquor? Yeah, and liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> Next door is a wicker furniture store. The wicker. The liquor and the wicker. All right, let's get off of this story. This woman's so ugly. Oh, man. Poor thing. Stab in the eyes. All right, how about this story? Woman suing Chopped, the restaurant. You guys been? I've been to Chopped. I love it. Uh, this woman says she found something in her salad. Would you like to guess what was in her salad? Mouse. Joe, you have a guess? Did you see this? Uh, I saw that. I, I don't remember what it was. I remember hearing about it. Uh, did she find a... It's like liquor. It's the finger, Joe. I was about to say, was it like a thumb or uh, something? She found a finger. That's like the uh, they found a finger in the chili at Wendy's once. Uh, right here in the New York Post, F-I-N-G-A. They found a finger. <laughs> a Connecticut woman claims she chomped down on a severed finger that was mixed with her chopped salad. I mean, did the woman chop her finger off in the salad if the salad was chopped? Anyway, Chop's a great restaurant, so I don't want this to... Uh, it's a... <laughs> Hang on. Mm-hmm. So you've got a salad in front of you, and you're poking around, you know, getting your lettuce, and maybe your, I don't know what's in there, cucumber, and you don't notice there's a finger on your fork? Seriously. Well. you Come on. You, you, stand, you, you dig into the salad, and you put it in your mouth, and you don't notice there's a finger on the end of your little plastic fork? You've never pushed your fork down and like had a crouton after you shake the salad or something. You got a crouton on the bottom and stuck the crouton. Yeah. and you had, Maybe that's what happened. There was some lettuce on top. The finger. I do look at the, what's going in my mouth when I eat something. In your mouth? What did I say? <laughs> I think you said your mouth. <laughs> I do look at what I'm putting right in my mouth. Yeah. I wish I could retire. Yeah, me too. (laughs) The unnamed employee, a manager at the eatery, was rushed to a local hospital but left the severed finger behind. Yeah, so somebody did cut their finger off. (laughs) This is freshly cut off? (laughs) Was somebody in the kitchen with a bloody hand? Like They they took somebody to the hospital but left the finger in the salad. I mean... Of course you're going to get a lawsuit. They just readily admitted to it. Like, you can't hide it. It's like you had an employee go to the hospital for cutting their finger off. Oy vey. Ugh. All right, let's get to this story. Joe, Can you? is Rob ready? I know he's not here. Or you do not A have different him. one this time. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, there we go. You want to talk butt <laughs> stuff, guys? What's in my butt? Joe? Do one more, too, actually. Oh, go ahead. This one that hasn't aired before. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, you left me a nice little song. I got a tiny hiding hole, so. So what people? <laughs> that was one of your little gems after you, yes. know, you yeah. recorded, yeah. yeah, your commercials. Like, what did I sing that to? Was it like I don't even know what it was. Yeah, I got a tiny hiding. Like I've, I've sung that before, and then you something. got real low. I don't. I got, I got a, a tiny, tiny hiding hole. hole. Yeah. yeah, so I I leave Joe's songs whenever I record my commercials. So when he's going through them, he's like, "What's this inappropriate? Eighteen seconds of something." Um, anyway, all right, so let's guess what's in my butt. This is a suspect, Christopher Boyd, 32, was riding in a vehicle that was pulled over at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Monday in Evansville because the license plate was obscured. When cops patted down Boyd, they found a small bag with multiple pills in his right socks, uh, right sock, which the suspect reportedly claimed were Percocets, Molly Percocet, that uh, he had scored from his Aunt Trish. You know, everybody, everybody's Aunt Trish got some Percocets. Um, after having a bullet lodged in his spine. So he was taken into custody. He was walking with a limp. Walking with that, that gangster lean he had going on. What was in the suspect's butt, Ed? Well, the drugs were in his sock. 
I'm going to say small handgun. What? Did you see this? No. Wow, well, that was real? That was- oh, I was going to say like he had the rest of the pills, like the bottle was in there. No, I was hoping he had the Molly in there, and then we could play that song, Molly Perkins. Dude, I've seen this before. After, so it fits then. After being taken into custody, officials noticed he was walking with a limp and appeared to be clenching his buttocks when he walked. A body scan revealed a large object in his groin area, to which a strip search revealed that Boyd had a Smith & Wesson bodyguard stuffed in his ass. His rectum. Bodyguard. That's what the gun's called, a Smith & Wesson bodyguard. I'll show you a picture of it. The bodyguard is a three eighty caliber gun that weighs less than a pound. Okay. It's about five inches long, so I don't want to hear it's small. Mm-hmm. That's large in the white community. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, according to the manufacturer, which bills uh, the $400 piece as lightweight and easy to carry, especially in your ass. It was unclear from the police report if the gun was loaded when it was lodged in his anus. Well, his anus was loaded. It mm. kind of looks like Samari Roll, but I don't want anybody to get any suspicion. But here's, that's the gun. And that's uh, to size with the guy's hands. So you have to like. Wow. He fit that in his rectum. That's, that's quite a feat. But I'm not, see, I've seen people. You've had bigger? <clears throat> I've found <laughs> guns in people's uh, orifices. Yeah? But usually it's a woman. In the front, not in the, the back. front. And they're usually small, like a twenty-two. They'll have those because li- there's guns that actually fit on chains. Are so small. They like you know, like little mini derringers. That's why I assumed it was a gun. I dated a girl that could fit an AR-15 in there. So you wonder why you're insecure. <laughs> hello, <Jesus>. hello. <laughs> I thought down a hallway. Um, does this? It doesn't surprise you, obviously, but like, no, hiding a gun in and your ass. And I did ass, guess that I never saw the story. But why would it? Do you think he put it in his ass when he got pulled over? Like, wouldn't you have rather... What's worse, the guns or the drugs? I'm just trying to think what I'd rather put in my ass. Well, now, Joe can isolate that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's going to go... Yeah. God bless it. That's in the Hall of Fame right there. I'm just trying to decide. That's great. Yes. I mean, I, if I was given a choice, I would choose the Percocets to stick up there and not a, you know, a semi-automatic pistol. Because this leads to the chance that that was in there while he was driving. Like, Yeah. It seems like a hard thing to just kind of manufacture and get in there real quick when you're getting pulled over. It leads me to believe that maybe that's where he carries it. Oh, yeah? You guys think you patted me down? Surprise! Ass gun! Like, what? Yeah. Well, this, there's a reason, because this is the way, in, in my old world, when you took over, when you came in, see you're working a 4 to 12 shift or the midnight to 8 shift, you come in and the, the, the daytime guys are in, you take their car. Those cars must be amazing. They run mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. Anyway, and the, the back seat is a bench seat in a police car and just pulls right out. And it's just, you know, a plastic shell. It's a reverse head. <laughs> yes. Because, but we do that every time you've, you start a tour and you have a prisoner get out of the car. And invariably, we'd find guns back there. People hiding stuff. Drug. They, would have, they would have it you know, hidden somewhere on them. And even handcuffed, they would skillful enough to get it out of their waistband or wherever the hell they had crap and hide it in the seat. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Dumb criminals shoving guns up their rectum. Damn near the killed bodyguard, them. I'm looking at them online. It's a much smaller pistol than showed in that photo. Maybe that was a guy with small hands or maybe a big hand. I don't know. Because well, the one I'm looking at, it fits in the palm of a hand. Okay. So Who, Andre the, the Giants? Well, I, yeah, I guess it does work. It seemed, it's not, still not. Anything you put in your rectum is not small. I'm sorry. No, it's um, bigger than I thought. <laughs> 
I, I'm giving Joe so much uh, material here. All right, we got to step out. <laughs> Coming up, hour number four. Danielle, Danielle Allen Tuck's going to join us. We'll talk some Orioles. Get her thoughts on the updated times for the games. How does that affect the media? We'll, we'll get into that, and also what the Orioles are going to do in the offseason reports that they offered a Japanese pitcher a contract. So we'll dive into all that. Daily Line shovels coming up as well, right here on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 